2: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano.
5: This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on
6: Fox Sports Radio. It was a, r- a wave, a, uh, a a monsoon, if you will, of NFL draft news. Boy, is that exciting. We I, we had to wait for wildcard weekend for like actual NFL game activity to talk about. But with, in the span of roughly half an hour, you had... First of all, the first thing I saw was Josh Rosen, who said, I am out of here. I am not staying at UCLA, and uh, he is gone. Uh, See you later. He took off to the NFL via Twitter. And then Sam Darnold, who it had been speculated that he was considering staying at USC and that he was going to hang out with the, the Trojans for another year and not go to the NFL draft. But voila. He uh, said, no, 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 I am not staying at USC. And he did it with a a video, an online video here uh, announcing his departure from the college football world.
4: Hey, Trojan fans, this is Sam Darnold. After talking to my immediate family, very close friends, and many people who have helped me throughout my life, I have made the decision to declare for the 2018 NFL Draft. I've been blessed that my life has been full of memorable moments and wonderful people. The people who have been involved in making me the man I am today have prepared me for the life and decisions that I have to make in the future. Thank God,
6: yes. He sounded like Eddie trying to read the liners last night. He just (laughs) did did not come from the heart there. Uh, For Sam Darnold. Now, now this will be analyzed, I would say, roughly 7,332 times between now and the NFL draft in late April. But let's just focus for the moment on Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen. And many people picking Josh Rosen as the better of these two quarterbacks. They are listed at the same height. Uh, Rosen's a little bit less beefy. Uh, than Sam Darnold, but have I changed my opinion in the last day since we talked about these quarterbacks? No. Uh, the better quarterback, the quarterback that should go number one in the 2018 NFL draft is Sam Darnold. So if it's a toss-up question, and we'll, for the purposes of this, we'll do a toss-up question between Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen, the answer is Sam Darnold. Now, I have gotten some blowback from the the Maller militia here. The P1s are a little upset with me. And the, the Yabbut crowd has chimed in. Now, you know how I feel about the Yabbut crowd. I'm not a fan. Uh, not a fan of the Yabbut crowd. But the Yabbut, 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 uh, they they were all in. They they were all in. And a lot of this was not only from the Maller monologue that we did yesterday, which was actually during the third degree. It wasn't a full official monologue. It wasn't a sanctioned monologue. Uh, but I, I tweeted out, I said, hey, listen, Sam Darnold, Listen to my advice. The NFL draft, that is the smart choice. It is the right choice. And I got some blowback on that. And people say, well, how is it the right choice? He's not ready. It's all about the money. And it ain't the right. He could end up with the Browns. Have you not heard of Mark Sanchez? What's wrong with you? Listen, here's the problem, all right? There's there's a couple things. Number one, the track record of USC quarterbacks in the NFL is hot feces. It's diarrhea. That is what the, the track record is of USC quarterbacks in the NFL. The, the gold standard is what? Carson Palmer, who was a couple games above five hundred, and had a, a middling career in the NFL. That's the gold standard. But here's the mistake many people make, and it's it's something that that people do with, with all things in life, but we're talking about the NFL draft. You're connecting dots that do not, Connect. Sam Darnold could absolutely blow a chunk in the NFL, right? He could suck out loud and be back hanging out surfing in South Orange County in a couple years, could completely tank with the Cleveland Browns who are going to draft him number one. That could absolutely happen. But that is separate, that's completely separate from the situation of past USC quarterbacks. And, And there's a great myth, the second point here, there's a great myth that because you had some bad performances in big games, you are destined to be a disaster in the NFL. It's something that people often do, right? it's a, it's a natural human reaction. You're like, well, I saw I saw Sam Darnold against Ohio State, and the Buckeyes owned him. So the knee jerk reaction is to be a buffoon and say, well, A plus. Or you know, one plus two equals three, and it's not always the case. Uh, was Sam Darnold exceptional against better opponents this year for SC? No, uh, he was not. But you also have to be reasonable and you have to be open minded at the NFL draft. There's a long list of players that did not do well in great games, that were not pleasing to the eye in college overall when you, when you look back at what they did. And there's a long list of those guys because they had all of the uh, the things that NFL scouts look for when it comes to a quarterback that had really good careers. Warren Moon, who had to go to the Canadian Football League, and he's a Hall of Famer now. He was a bad college football player. He he was. You look at his numbers. You compare that to some of the other guys. He didn't have a, a jaw dropping numbers. Uh, Phil Sims is one we bring up a lot at the great Morehead State, uh, and his college football career was not was not glowing, and and I'm, I'm going to save all that for the, the big NFL draft fiesta, which will be coming up later on. But since we're talking about this right now with Sam Darnold uh, and people attacking in full-on attack mode uh, over Sam Darnold, uh, I say uh, no. You come out, you get your money, because it's about getting that second contract. And It doesn't matter if Sam Darnold sucks, he's going to get some money, and then he can go back to college if he wants, even though a college degree is not worth nearly as much as it used to be, being an NFL quarterback, if you're good, the cachet that that provides is much more valuable, right? You get a big pot of money out of that, that, that prestige, the status that comes with being an NFL quarterback, you can take that snob value to the next level, and that's worth more than a college degree in many respects uh, in life today. Now, uh, there's a, there's another storyline here involving Josh Rosen that we'll get to a little bit later, and there's already the attack dogs that are out to get Josh Rosen. And there are a lot of reasons to think that he is not going to have a great NFL career, that he'll he'll have a brief run in the NFL. I believe that Darnold will be the better quarterback in the long run in the NFL, and will have the overall betty, better career between these two guys. Uh, but the the hit job that's going on, we'll talk about a little bit later, involving uh, Sam Darnold. That, that's kind of luck because there are reasons to nitpick, and and I love to nitpick. One of the reasons that I got into radio was to nitpick. Uh, I did. I I love you know splitting hairs. Who doesn't like that man? That's just wonderful, just tremendous. Uh, but we'll get to that. A little bit later, but again, in in a nutshell, uh, Sam Darnold making the right choice, and in a toss up between Darnold and Rosen, the pick is Sam Darnold, despite his missteps against the the better opponents that USC played, despite and and his numbers going down. This was the right move, and he'll get his money. He'll be the number one pick, and if not the number one pick, he'll be a top five pick in the NFL draft, and. Unlike Josh Rosen, the, I I have not seen anything publicly that has led me to believe that he has a defeatist attitude. And uh, Josh Rosen did sound like he had the defeatist attitude, a, a fatalist about going to the Cleveland Browns. And uh, that, that sent off an alarm. The alarm bells were ringing uh, when I saw that. But anyway, all right, uh, let's uh, say hello to Edmund Dallas. I don't like reading anything. I don't. I, I, it's more than four sentences or three sentences, Garcia. Well, wow. good to see we've moved on from that topic. Well, I was vindicated. The people think you're a douche, but that's all right. You, you've, I'm sure uh, that's true. You've never twisted any that. of the
7: uh, tweets or anything. Guys like sitting
6: that. out in snowstorms uh, Pro- unloading probably trucks. Probably put out one of your polls on that. Well, I don't need to put out any kind of a survey, Eddie. Yeah. Uh, I don't need. To I'm do sure that. it would be fair if you did, but uh, I did learn though that Steve Harvey is not. I was not doing a show from our studio across the hall right now. Well, there's uh, you know why tough I, news. You, you know how I know that? Uh, how do you know that? I uh, came in here early like a good boy. I printed everything up, uh, a little production meeting with Danny G. I went out of our little room. I turned the corner. I went to the left. I made another left. I went to the printer to get the things that I had printed out, little notes for the show. And uh, sure enough, the flashing lights on the printer, paper jammed. <laughs> Paper jam. So when anybody fixes whoever fixes the printer, and that'll be the the moment Steve Harvey walks back in the building, the very moment. In fact, when Steve Harvey's car pulls into the parking lot at the iHeart Media building, when that happens, at that very second, there will be a team of seventeen to eighteen engineers that will descend on the printer to make sure that it's working. At that very moment, that's going to happen, and not a second. That may be true. Not a second. True, Eddie. Not a second earlier. And when and when this happens, and I'll be in here tomorrow, and I'll print the same number of papers, this will take roughly three hours to print all the papers, and I think we should just send stuff to that printer, and just stuff we don't <laughs> even need. So when the engineers fix the printer— yeah, It'll
5: be printing for 24 hours we, straight?
6: We kill an entire forest <laughs> as they try to print up the stuff. That should have been That's printed. That's very,
5: very vindictive
6: of you, no, but uh, yeah. sort of hilarious as well. I think it would be wonderful. It reminds me of the time uh, Arnie Spanier, when I used to do BenMaller.com back in the day, and Arnie was doing Who? a local uh, show in Dallas. Was a big morning, a big, uh, It was an evening star in Dallas radio. And, oh, I'm sure he was. And the way my website was set up, I ran a, a rumor website for years, right? And, but it was kind of the old internet. So it wasn't like a million pages. It was one really long page. And I would publish on a daily basis it, it was ridiculous the amount of stuff that I would put out every day. right So it was a lot of stuff. and Arnie didn't know how to use computers. i, I assume he still doesn't, but in those days he didn't. and so so Arnie would just click because he wanted to print something that I had put on the website. and so the legendary story is he would just click print and it would go on for like the first Hour and a hour a show would just be be the website printing, and it was uh,
7: oh no, uh, it was like smoking.
6: <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it's uh, quite the. And then Arnie went in there and said, "Wow, I just need this. I don't need the other stuff. I don't <laughs> yeah, exactly." uh the the uh, the good times. Well, I was happy. I think the Lakers look great. Uh, oh, here we go. No, no. I, listen, I I was wrong, and when you're wrong, you have to admit it. Uh, Magic Johnson got it right. Uh, This draft, uh, amazing. Uh, The last couple of drafts, the talent, uh, Luke Walton's ability to cultivate the talent uh, is just tremendous. And, uh, you know, I thought for some reason I thought the Lakers would be bad this year. I thought they wouldn't be any good. I thought that the talent was overrated and that the hype from the Laker uh, media mob, I thought for some reason that that was all misguided. But it turned out that I was misguided. It turned out that I got it wrong. That all these people no, no that were no
7: sarcasm at all. No, no. Listen,
6: no. all these people that were praising and celebrating the Lakers, they were right. Uh, they were correct, and uh, I got to tell you, the, the Lakers. Now, I'm a, I'm dyslexic, Eddie, but the Lakers are one win away from catching the Atlanta Hawks, or or one Hawks win away, and uh, they'll be right there. So they, they're just one game behind the Atlanta Hawks in the NBA standings. The Hawks have the best record, as uh, from what I'm reading here. So. There's a lot of reasons to be optimistic if you're a uh, Laker fan because things are going. I'm well. sure
5: Coop and Danny are really happy. You're I'm back happy for right these. <laughs> listen, I'm i are so getting, glad
6: you're here. I am jealous for these guys because they were right. Uh, they were. This sellin- is so
4: funny. I've never heard this shtick before. And
6: listen, Coopaloop. Uh, I'm glad wow. uh, you have a good Coop attitude. Coop taking the uh, sarcasm up to the next level. <laughs> Coop just very. Good. I see your sarcasm and I raise you. You More know, sarcastic. Someday Coop might have kids. I don't know. but And when he does, I hope he protects his children the way he protects the Lakers. I hope, I pray that Coop defends his children like he defends the Lakers. I, I, I want that to happen.
7: Coop was actually on the air talking smack about Luke Walton last week.
6: Not when I'm here, though. When, when I'm here, he's... It's all circle the wagons and everything's good.
7: Ben, sources close to me uh, tell me that Magic is going to trade for Brad Stevens <laughs> yeah. and then LeBron is going to come to the Lake <laughs> Show during the offseason. So Brad Stevens will be our new coach with uh, LeBron as our superstar.
6: Well, my Celtics will not allow you to have Brad Stevens. I'm
7: sorry. <laughs> You're Celtics. You can't. Well, listen, I, you finally have a winning team.
6: I'm uh, Mr. Celtic, by the way. And if you look at the uh, standing, my Boston <laughs> Celtics. 31 wins, more wins than any team in the NBA. I, I but, heard uh, you
7: breaking them down, and you said they had 40 losses. Yeah, the, I, I did. I said Boston Boston postgame show. Yeah,
6: I did, because I, I like to be <laughs> negative. So I said they had 40, uh, 40 losses. That's exactly.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports
6: Radio and the iHeartRadio app. A pair of high-profile NBA games. On a Wednesday night, nationally televised games—the first one, the Celtics with ease getting by an, a Cavalier team. The word for the Cavaliers tonight in this game was uninterested. They just were not. They were not there. And LeBron James has the built-in fall guy of saying, "Well, uh, we don't have we don't have Isaiah Thomas every day, and I don't know what to make of this team. It's déjà vu, but not the strip club with the Cavaliers. They played like." Dog meat. uh, The first part of the season, Uh, then they won a bunch of games. I think 19 out of 21, and I believe they've lost either five of seven or six of seven, something like that, in the recent stretch uh, for the Cavaliers. And not that this has any bearing, any bearing on what is going to happen four months from now. Should the Cavaliers and Celtics play, as we saw last year, uh, when the Cavaliers and Celtics ended up playing, and the Celtics had home court advantage? in that series, and that meant nothing, uh, as it turned out. But it does help, for the moment, the confidence of the Celtics. But the Cavaliers, their their effort or lack of effort uh, was was something. The Celtics are a good defensive team. Uh, they're a very good defensive team, but they ain't that good. Uh, I mean, Kevin Love, my goodness, 1 of 11 in this game, uh, just not there. Jay Crowder, the former Celtic who... Got an ovation because everyone gets an ovation. I mean, you go, you fly into Boston, you get an ovation. Apparently, uh, but Jay Crowder was sucked in this game, and uh, called a Roan who's not good. He was bad. You can go down the list here, uh, and that's that's the story for the Cavaliers. So you can't take too much away from that particular game as far as it having meaning down the line. But for the moment, on one particular day, the Celtics were clearly clearly the better team because they were actually interested. You know, a, a lot of life, the great philosophers of our time have pointed out, and you're advising young people on the, the way to make it in life, a lot of it is just showing interest and, and, and legitimate interest and, and caring. And you, you see it in, in all walks of life, and we talk about sports here because we're cool, and that's how we roll. Uh, and it does matter. I mean, and another example of that: the Lakers, right? The the Los Angeles Lakers who played in the other high profile game, and Oklahoma City just kind of going through the motions themselves this year. They're playing a little bit better lately, but they're not exactly a juggernaut by any means. And th- they they didn't boat race the Lakers because the Lakers actually I think led eight uh, nothing in in the game, and it was tied at the end of the first quarter. But from the Start of the second quarter on, it was a boat race situation, Uh, an absolute boat race situation uh, by Oklahoma City, uh, who rested their starters in the fourth quarter. They didn't have to play anybody, uh, any of the key guys in the fourth quarter. And and how bad was it? Some guy named Terrence Ferguson looked like Dominique Wilkins uh, from from a different generation there. For, for Oklahoma City, he was lighting the world on fire. So the Thunder win the game 133-96 to over the Lakers. And all those championship banners and those two retired Kobe Bryant numbers clearly helping the Lakers in this particular game uh, in this performance. So this brings up a conundrum, a big conundrum for the Lakers. And the fact that they were supposed to be better, right, that was the big selling point, that they were going to be a playoff contender in the West, and uh, the Lakers are a contender. They are a contender for the worst record in the NBA. Uh, they are one game away. They're they can they're so close they can taste it. And if only the Atlanta Hawks can get another win here, we can somehow get the Atlanta Hawks another couple of wins, and the Lakers keep playing uh, championship level basketball the way they're playing. Uh, then then it's going to happen. And, and we have a mat. You talk about epic matchups. That changing of the guard at the bottom of the NBA standings could happen on Sunday. The Atlanta Hawks will be in LA to play the Lakers on on Sunday. What what a matchup, man! I wonder how much tickets are going for in that particular game. You talk about a hot a hot ticket. So there's a bigger issue here. Uh, the Lakers are bad. They are terrible. Right right now, second worst team in the NBA. Uh, so what do you do if you ha- have high expectations? You typically change the coach. That's typically how it goes. We'll talk about that. But let's hear from Luke Walton, who's got to be feeling a little bit of heat, you would think. Uh, So, uh, Luke Walton, your team went out and lost by 7,000 points to Oklahoma City. How did this happen?
8: I felt like we came out the way we've been playing all year, which is competitive and in in the fight and put, taking it to them. and then I felt like a little bit we gave in or we we felt sorry for ourselves a little bit, which isn't isn't who we are as a group.
6: I'm just amazed listening to Luke Walton. He must smoke so many cigarettes to get that voice the way it, I mean he just all he, all day he must be chain smoking to get the voice like that uh here's here's more from from Luke Walton pointing out. That uh, there's there's some some issues here, and he's he's going to get to the bottom of it though. He's going to figure it out. He's going to figure out what's going on with this com- competitive or lack of competitive nature.
8: I'm going to have to check the tape and, and really check look at the, why we that. just completely stopped competing out there. And I know they have three of the best players in the league that have been all stars for a long time, and and they're really good at what they do. But we got to be tough no matter what. Yeah,
6: I, I like there were a lot of pronouns there. He didn't give any names, you know. Can we play that again? Because he he said we and they. That's such a generic soundbite. We could play that about any situation in basketball. Am I correct?
8: I'm going to have to check the tape and and really look into why we just completely stopped competing out there. And I know they have three of the best players in the league that have been all-stars for a long time. And and they're really good at what they do. But we got to be tough no matter what.
6: Yeah, he didn't say Lakers. He didn't say Thunder. He didn't say any play. Russell Westbrook didn't say that. Didn't say Carmelo Anthony. Didn't say Paul George. That was a generic soundbite. He should be fired for that soundbite. I I believe that uh, Luke Walton should be removed just because of that soundbite alone. I'm sure that Luke Walton, you think of motivational speakers, Luke Walton right near the top, right there with Gandhi, uh, Martin Luther King, uh, Dr. King. I mean, the, the message that Luke Walton is going, he's going to connect here. And inspire this team. So, so what message, Luke Walton, are you going to tell this terrible basketball team you're coaching?
8: The message after the game is just disappointing for three quarters as far as not disappointed in them, but just disappointing as a group, the way that we, uh, we've, we played the, the second through fourth.
6: Yeah, God forbid you're disappointed in them because they can't handle it and they need their blanket in their safe room. All right, so here's the question. Is Luke Walton in trouble as Laker coach? Now, my answer is yes. My, my thoughts on this, you've got overinflated, exposed, and results matter. I'm going to connect all these together for you. A, Luke Walton seems like a good guy. He smokes a lot of cigarettes to get that voice the way, the way it is. That's, uh, that's what I believe. Uh, and it, clearly, he's in over his head. Now, it, much like everything else in life, it's not all his fault, but he will be the scapegoat. He will be the fall guy. Magic Johnson... Overinflated, as everyone associated with the Lakers does, which is great when you're in my position and you can just point and laugh because you know you're going to be right all the time. Magic Johnson overinflated the Laker talent. This band of losers is totally Hollywood, right? They they are lacking. You know, Luke Walton talked uh, after the game about grit. His team needed grit. The Lakers don't have any of that. I, many of these young uh, players have been celebrated as the savior, like the messiah of the Lakers. And I assume they're having a good time. L.A. is a good town to live in when you play for the Lakers. Uh, You're welcomed in, the VIP behind the velvet ropes. You get all that. There's a lot of good stuff that happens when you play as a celebrated NBA player in Los Angeles. And then they go out and drown on a nightly basis. It's Luke Walton's job to motivate on some level these players, to, and also make the right uh, adjustments uh, during games. And we've often pointed out, and I believe it to be true, that coaching in the NBA with an established team is one of the great overrated things. Right, And, and, and the most highly established NBA teams will, will kind of coach themselves. The, the coach is, is there to talk to the media for the most. Part. Little things you have to do, but it's not nearly as important as when you coach a roster of unproven players that have had their ass kissed by everyone telling them how great they are, uh, that is not overrated. All right? And this season, with raised expectations, of course, unrealistic raised expectations, Luke Walton has been, the word is exposed. He has been exposed. Uh, and, you know, it's one game. Does it make a big difference here? Nah, it's one bad game. Teams get blown out, even good teams get blown out regularly in the NBA. But one game does matter in the, the fact that that's what separates the Lakers from the worst record in professional basketball. And Magic Johnson's fingerprints are all over this. And I don't think Magic's going to walk away and say, boy, I made it over my head uh, and I can't handle this. I've, I've, I've made a mistake. I'm really bad at picking players. Uh, he's not going to do that. And so Luke Walton is the guy that has the bullseye on his back. And people point out that, well, yeah, with Golden State, he was 39-4. and four. Remember that with with Steve Kerr when he was out, when he was the interim coach of the Warriors a couple years ago? Uh, but I'm pretty confident, pretty confident that we could put Weed Man Hippie as coach uh, of that Warrior team that particular year, and they would have been maybe 38-5. and five. Uh, But it wouldn't have been much different. It wouldn't have been much different. Results matter. So how has Luke Walton done when he's had his own team that didn't have a bunch of established stars? We actually had to do some work. He's 11 uh, this year he's 11-26, and 26. overall 37 wins and 82 losses for Luke Walton as coach of the Lakers. That works out to slightly above a 300 winning percentage as an NBA coach. Now is he about to get fired? I don't think Magic Johnson has the balls to fire Luke Walton during the season. But that doesn't mean that Luke Walton won't be removed as coach of the Lakers at the end of the season when they go back and they evaluate what happened and they say, well, we love Luke. He's always going to be part of the Laker family, uh, but he ain't going to be the coach. Kind of like when Byron Scott, they got rid of him. You know, he goes, well, we really like you, but we just don't like you as the coach. All right, so uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox, and we have Edmund Dallas Steamboat. Three lines, not four, Garcia. Let it go, man. Can't let it go, Eddie. Can't let it go. Cannot do it. Yes, you can. Just like I can't let the printer go. That doesn't work. I can't. <laughs> I can't let things go. It's my. That was my New Year's resolution: to not, not to let things go. I don't the think. Whole... It, I don't think it's supposed to work like that. It's supposed to be like positive yeah. things, not negative things. All right. Notice, I thought Coop hated Luke Walton. He didn't. He didn't pile on here. He could have piled on and ripped Luke Walton. He
4: didn't do it. Why not? Cause you always get angry at me when I interrupt your monologue. Well, go ahead right now. Go ahead, Coop. The floor is yours. I don't think there's much more to say. Luke Walton
6: sucks. Can you save that, Danny G? As a drop, can we? Can we put that in as a drop? Just the Luke Walton sucks part. I mean, yeah. You know. All right, he's
4: he's doing something
6: else. But I will. Right, we'll, we'll hopefully get. That. We'll get that as a drop. Was that, was there's, that, no,
4: yeah, there's no need to save it as a drop. It's not like you caught me saying something that was you know, I, embarrassing well, or shocking. I'll say it again. Luke Walton sucks. So anytime he, I want you to say that, will you say it? Yeah, sure. It's not it's not an accident. I Coop, didn't
6: accidentally say that. So if I say, like, Coop, I'm not feeling good. Give me. You know, I want to feel better. And you'll just say, Luke Walton sucks. Just like that? Well, no, I'm not going to be your puppet. Well, then I for, need a drop. Then I need movie. a drop because I like it. I want it as a drop. So I need it. I know it's very tough when the host of the show asks for something. We don't get it here. I know that that's how we operate, but I, I need it as a drop. So we'll try to. We'll effort that. All right. Anyway, uh, if you want to be part, 877-99 on Fox, 877 996 We're also on uh, Twitter. On Twitter, you can be part of this. And at Ben Maller, that is at Ben Maller, if you would like to be part of the program we, we left off with. Real talk, and he's got a snow day, and a lot of people that I 95 corridor. uh, The snow is a coming, the snow is a coming, and uh, he's uh, back. He's got nothing else to do, so Real Talk just kind of held that. He held on. So, what's going on, Real Talk? Boom, 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 boom,
9: (laughs) boom, boom.
6: Look okay. at that. Uh, real talk. You are the caller of the year on the Ben Maller Show. Uh-huh, we uh-huh. we have the, the voting. We'll start again. We'll have that for you coming up soon. Uh, how confident are you you will repeat as the caller of the well,
9: year? Well, Ben, ben much like UCF, i got to say that Coop told me not to do this because he said I was bragging too much. But I'm going back, and I'm repeating that I'm telling everyone that I am not just the best caller, but I am the king of all callers on my sofa. I am the sofa King and everyone should <laughs> be aware of that. And like I always say, Ben, you could be good, you could be real talk good, or you could be Sofa King good. That no one steps step to you, and that's the way I am. Well, I'm you, good every day of you, the week.
6: You are. You're a mega star. You know that, mm-hmm. uh, and you are the. In many respects, you're the, the, the Lord of the callers. That's what you are here. Is a tremendous. Yo, let me
9: tell you I said something. Access a Mars man, but Mars man, like I'm. Welcome to the Ben Marish show. Welcome yeah. to the P One Life. <laughs> but you are a new person. So this is a new rule for 2018. I'm telling all new callers that they have to win it before they get on the phone with you bet, yeah. They have to get down on one knee and pay. <laughs> me, the sofa king, <laughs> king of all colors, college, to represent. Uh, yeah. If they don't, they've, li- they've literally offended me, and I will take upon them the action of the sofa king. I you understand. Well, you are wearing the oh, crown,
6: he- and as the, as the emperor, you can do that. Right? But here's the thing now, uh, real talk. And I got My guy Blind Scott in Boston, a former Call of the Year Blind Scott, who's your, some of your competition here, he's teaching classes on how to be a better caller to, like, uh, <laughs> our guy barbecuing Len. He's teaching him ben. a class. So so I'm, I I want to ask you, are you willing to do that? Are you all going to offer your services to teach your wisdom?
9: Well, you know what? I, I'll tell you the truth because the same way Bly Scott was, like, preening over that loser Danny from Nashville who who basically showed he's a bitch. So, uh, <laughs> Bly Scott, you take upon yourself. If he's a bitch, if your protege's a bitch, you a bitch and you gotta represent and speak on him. <laughs> Alright. Well, uh... I actually give I give him hella props because last year this caller like blew up the game like the last two weeks. Yeah. My boy Jason from Ottawa, yo, know, I give him hella props, because he started clapping on. He clapped on Danny. He clapped on Jet, None of them clapped back on him. I give him you know, John
6: look, my boy look Jason at that. That that means when when the, the Lord of the callers there when Real Talk gives you a seal of approval, that matters, man. You're the mega. All right, I got to go. Thank you, Real Talk. I right, enjoy the show. Hey, snow. Ben, yeah. have
9: a great night. Danny, Eddie, Justin, keep doing this <laughs> uh, all,
6: right, all right, I don't know. Jackass. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And the master of ceremonies, the Coop-de-loop.
4: Ben, yesterday when talking about Marvin Lewis getting an extension, you mentioned how the NFL Insiders got this one wrong. Well, that wasn't the only one that they got wrong. There were reports everywhere from Adam Schefter and beyond that Vance Joseph was to be fired as head coach of the Broncos. Well, not too long after that, John Elway announced that Joseph would return next season. What the hell happened, Ben?
6: Yeah, well, what happened was Vance Joseph was given a last-minute pardon. Uh, is, is what happened. I mean, he's very lucky. I mean, to me, that tells us two things. Number one, John Elway does not believe in the available coaching candidates. He doesn't think very highly of them. And he also doesn't think that this is a quick fix, that it, the, the quarterback play sucked. Trevor Simeon is a, should be a backup at that. Uh, then you've got the, the problem, the biggest sin of Vance Joseph – is that under his watch, the bread and butter of Denver, which had been the defense, got trampled. The Broncos were 24th in points allowed. They were tied with the likes of Tampa Bay, the Jets, and the 49ers. That is a humiliation situation. And B, Vance Joseph talked about changing the culture. I saw that. And that's all wonderful and stuff, but this whole reprieve, that John Elway gave him, I believe it's going to be short-lived because they're not going to make that many signature moves, more likely than not. And so the the Broncos are at a crossroads right now, and if it's not corrected soon, further and further down the spider
4: hole you go. Next. Now, Jaron James spoke with a local news outlet in Indy after being named a finalist for the Hall. what you call him? Jaron James. No, it's Edgerin. Edgeron. Edron. Edron. Edge. Edge, oh boy. Mark tape. All right. Keep going. Uh he said that he thinks he should be a no-brainer for the Hall of Fame. Yeah.
6: It's a bad name, yeah, it's a tough name, Coop. You were a kid when he was doing this thing. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I should uh should try it a cappello next time. Yeah. Uh do you agree with him, Ben? Yeah, I, I
6: absolutely do. I, I number one, uh Edrin James was a complete football player. I I, I enjoyed watching the play. I mean he, he was under undervalued instead of being overrated, right? He led the NFL in rushing as a rookie, came on gangbusters. I think he's in the – he's not in the top ten, but he's just outside the top ten in rushing yards, scrimmage yards. He was a a Pro Bowl player multiple times. Not that the Pro Bowl is actually watchable, but going there means something. Uh, And he was also, more importantly, a really well all-around – all-around back. He, He was blocking, blocked very well. Uh, for Peyton Manning back in the, the glory days of the Colts. And, and number two, my introduction to Edger and James was in December of 1998. It was a makeup game because of a hurricane in Miami. UCLA, the Bruins, who were on a collision course with the national championship game, were playing the Miami Hurricanes, who had lost, if I remember correctly, the previous game they had played that season, Miami had lost by 40 plus points. And they played at the old Orange Bowl, and Miami ran through UCLA. Edger and James had almost uh, something like close to 300 yards rushing, and UCLA blew a 17-point lead in that game. But I remember it because I was doing local radio in LA, and we were doing post-game Bruin talk, and uh, that was a tough one. That was a, you're about to go to the national championship game, and uh, they blew a 17-point lead in like the final quarter. But
4: yeah, it, it, James, to answer your question, is a Hall of Famer. Next! Now, also during yesterday's show, we talked about the bar room. I guess it happened outside the bar afterwards. Yeah. The ba- brawl involving Steelers coach Todd Haley. It sounds cooler when you say barroom brawl. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. Ben, I know that uh, in your single days, yeah. you were more likely to be seen in a bar. That's right. I love bars. Yes. Did you did. ever experience a, a tequila cowboy like incident? Uh, no. I mean, I've I've seen some some fights. I the, the one the famous
6: Maller bar story was with my friend Artie, uh, who you you guys well you met him. You guys both met him. I don't know. Eddie's met. Yeah, he's been to my my parties. Oh, the the really drunk guy. Yeah, Artie uh, is a great guy, and he's my engineer years ago, and. Back in my single days, we used to go out boozing it up, me and Artie. And we were in Santa Monica at Hooters in Santa Monica drinking. And it was I think Tony Bruno, was, I'm dropping names like Pat O'Brien. We were all out boozing it up. It was late. I had to get up early the next day because I was doing a, a, morning, a Saturday morning show. So I had to leave early. Artie's like, no, no, come to the bar. There's an English pub across the street. Come to the bar. Have a drink. I said, nah, I can't do it. So Artie, and the next morning, Artie was supposed to be at work. He didn't show up. And, and we call him frantically trying to get him, like, we were worried he had died or something like that. It turned out, eventually we tracked him down. He was in the hospital. He had gone to that pub across the street, and he got into a brawl over a soccer match at an oh! English pub. And, uh, yeah, but I, I was not there. But I, it's a wonderful, uh, wonderful tell. There it is, Mallard of the third degree. Oh, my, look at the time. How did we do? That is a winner, just like Edger and James is
5: a winner. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com and within the iHeartRadio app.
6: It's now time for... Time time, time for... Hurry, hurry,
5: I can hardly wait. Ask
6: Ben. Twitter! Send us your questions on Twitter now.
4: All right, let's do it. Loop, the master of ceremonies, let's get to it. All right, Ben. Here is a question for you. All right. This is from David on Facebook. Hello, David. What was the highlight of your vacation time?
6: Uh, the highlight was sleeping. That uh, was. <laughs> I don't get a lot of sleep, and so I, I felt refreshed. I felt, man, I. It's just wonderful. So I, the short answer is that I went to Vegas briefly, a quick, quick trip, and uh, would have done very well if it hadn't been for my degenerate friend that talked me into a stupid
4: bed. But uh, the sleep thing. Next. <laughs> what? Nothing. What are you laughing? At? A, a, a question that I'm all right. that I'm not gonna ask you. All right. All right. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go to to one here for the whole crew because right. yeah. we haven't asked a Andrew and Fremont question in a long time. Hello, Andrew. So uh, Andrew and Fremont wants to know uh, from everybody since since we all live in SoCal. Have you ever been to a live taping of a TV show or, or a game show or anything like that? Uh,
6: no, I I never have. I I have been bumped from the the old Tonight Show with Jay Leno audience. I got bumped. I was in New York with my brother. We were in line for the David Letterman show years ago. We got bumped from that. I was in line for some dopey sitcom. My friend from Dallas loves TV shows and goes to all these tapings, and I've been in line with him online to go in and get bumped. I've never been. I've never been allowed. Uh, Eddie,
7: you? I haven't as well, uh, Ben. Um, have you tried? I've tried. You have. I haven't been in line, but I've gone online to try and get tickets, and that that has never really gone well. Um, I I do have two of my best friends though went without me for a taping of the Magic Hour,
6: and oh, they still that's talk great. about it
7: uh, in that glowing is, terms. I'm... I still remember the Jasmine guy was yeah. on there. Kid Chef. And uh, I can't remember if There's one other person on there. I'm, Jasmine, I'm, God. Hard, hard to believe it didn't last. Enough.
6: I am jealous of that. <laughs> I, I am tremendously jealous of that. That was a great show. Danny?
7: I've been to two live tapings. Uh, next girlfriend of mine worked on The Price is Right. So I got to see. Oh, yes. I got to see that wow. show. Uh, it was Bob Barker's last season hosting. That was really Legend. cool. Legend. Bob Barker yep. spoke at a radio convention when I was in college. Yes. I love and it. and uh, the other one, let's make a deal. The new version. Oh,
6: a, oh, I don't know about the new one. The old one, though, was a classic. That was great. I, I don't you, remember the old you, one. You were at that one. You, you. Did you the new up? one. Yeah. Uh, did they ask? Does anyone have a toothpick? Does anyone have hundred dollars? <laughs> no.
7: uh, and I'm sure this will surprise you guys, but I dressed up as Tupac. Nice. Oh, jeez. <laughs> right.
4: And the camera stayed away from me. Racist. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Coop? Um, I have been to. Uh, a live taping of one of those uh, one of those talent shows. I so can't it doesn't count. You've which... been
6: in TV shows. Yeah, you, you've been on the other side of. the Oh team. yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I I've
4: done plenty of those, but Ta- I've been in the audience yeah. uh, for for a couple a uh, couple different yeah. things, uh, which I can't remember the title of either one. So it's it's must Very not have memorable. been all that great. But yeah, it was one of those American Idol style. Yeah, but, you know, like I've been on competition shows. I've been
6: on TV shows too. They just didn't have a studio audience, unless you consider the fat guys eating donuts behind the
4: camera and studio <laughs> audience but hey anyway all right uh next all right ben here's another one for you this all is from right. the ben Maller fan on twitter uh, well i like that guy when is your book coming out
6: well our friend in new orleans is working on it and uh <laughs> i'm sure he'll call next week and and talk was it the summer of 2017 it was or the 2016 summer it was supposed to come out uh I had talked I actually had talked to a friend of the show who was a, a a guy that's a, in the publishing business. We had several phone meetings and uh and then I never heard from him. So I guess there's no uh He told me I had a really good idea for a book though. He said it would he would he could get it done and he had some other stuff and you know. I'm sure he'll get back to me. So no book. Uh, at least from me. All
4: right. Uh, next, all let's right. keep it going. Ask Ben. This is for everybody. This is from Eric Russell on Facebook. Hello, Eric. For the crew, if you could date a Disney princess or prince, who would it be and why? And he said he has to throw the prince in there because it's California, PC police, all that stuff. But
6: yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you go with the classic. You got to go Sleeping Beauty, right? That's the that's the gold
4: standard. That's harassment, man. <laughs> That's, you know, uh, I don't know. Not, yeah. no consent there. Uh, hmm.
6: Eddie... Uh, yeah. I have never seen any of those uh, movies. What a, what a wet blanket. But I guess if I had to pick, I, I think Jasmine from Aladdin oh, looks kind of exotic. Well, you guys you can both date her if you want. <laughs> I don't uh, care. Jasmine either. would never do that. No? He's no, a one man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh,
7: yeah, that would be mine too. Uh, a little over a year ago, went to
4: Disneyland and the girl playing
7: Jasmine. Oh, now you're oh, talking. man.
6: Yeah, no Morelda? You wouldn't
4: go. You <laughs> like the redheads? Uh, what about you, Coop? I'd have to go with Ariel, but only after she develops the vagina. Oh, oh my goodness! I mean, really cool. Come. Well, it's nice of you to wait there, Coop. What the hell's going
6: on? You just. <laughs>
3: uh.
2: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Do you love Selena?
2: Like, really love?
3: Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano.
0: Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft.